Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. Hi everyone and thank you very much for joining me again today and whatever it is you're doing right now, whether you're driving on your way to work or if you're on your way to school or you're going for a run or you're at the gym or you're doing some housework or whatever it is you're doing, thank you for choosing to spend some time with me right now and for listening to the Do Life Better podcast and it's been so rewarding to watch our community grow and grow and grow each and every episode and to be able to run into some of you, um, some of the listeners out there, some of you listening right now, to be able to connect with you in these last couple of weeks has been really rewarding as well just to hear the difference these messages are making for you. So again, thank you very much for being part of the Do Life Better community. Now for today's episode, I've been looking forward to bringing you this one ever since I first had the interview and before we get into it, have you ever had a dream of starting a new business or service or something you can offer to make a difference to those around you, but you haven't taken action yet because of self-doubt or because you don't know where to begin or because of some other limiting thoughts? Well, Nick Marchesi and his mate Lucas Patchett, at the age of just 20, turned a simple idea, a van, a couple of washing machines and dryers into the ever-growing organization that Orange Sky is today. Orange Sky now offers 26 services across the country, which includes the addition of shower services and remote vehicles. Each week, these vans generate, get this, 8.53 tons of laundry and provide 95 showers to people in need. Most importantly though, Orange Sky volunteers have engaged in a whopping 124,052 hours of conversations to date, helping to challenge the perception of homelessness and positively connect communities all around Australia. For their work in the community, Nick and Lucas are recipients of a Young Australian of the Year Award. During this chat, Nick dives into the power of sharing your dream and purpose, the importance of having the audacity to take action, how to deal with self-doubt, and much, much more. So be sure to share this one out with your friends. Put it on social media and tag Orange Sky at Orange Sky AU and tag me in there as well at Dave Joyner and at Do Love Better Podcast. As I mentioned before, I love connecting with you. I love hearing about how these episodes have been helping you in some way. So now, I hope you enjoy this chat with Nick Marquesi. Hi Nick, thank you for joining me today on the Do Life Better Podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks, it's um, a pleasure actually coming into your office today and having a look around and you know, you've got all the really cool startup things ticked off here, you've got the AstroTurf, you've got the dog, you've got the table tennis table, you've even got a van inside your office, man, it's fantastic, nice culture going on here. And um, yeah, I've been watching you guys from a distance, um, I first came in contact with Orange Sky Laundry, in fact I think it was Lucas I came in contact with a few years ago at a Vinnie's Social Justice Day. And um, from then, I've been watching with keen interest in terms of your expansion and that rapid growth and the uh, Australian Youth of the Year awards that you guys received. And it's actually um, you know, been a fellow Brisbaneite, and we're talking about some connections with people like Brother Daniel Price and some other people just before we started recording. Um, I can't help but feel a sense of pride, even though I think this is the first time I've actually met you in person, Nick. Um, I can't help but feel a sense of pride in how far you guys have come, in your drive, your vision, and the impact you are doing. So I just want to start with saying thanks for the inspiration and well done on the difference that you're making, Nick. Thank you. That's no, been awesome. And so with that, obviously it's got to start somewhere, right? Um, a lot of people have ideas. A lot of people want to make a difference, but not many have the audacity <laughs> to actually make it happen. Not many people take that first step. Uh, so just with that, wh firstly, where did your idea come from? And then the second part will be what gave you that self-belief, that audacity to actually take action and make it happen? Yeah, the, the first step actually happened when I was a, a teenager growing up here in Brisbane. And I was lucky enough that uh, the school I went to had a, had a food van. And um, my dad was working out of town and my brother was at swimming training and my mum was going out on this food van the next morning and 
uh, she called the coordinator, Brother Damien Price, and asked if she could uh, bring um, me out on that van, and, and he uh, said said yes. So um, I can remember waking up the next morning and being quite nervous about going on this food van, and I'd never met uh, someone doing it tough before. Um, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. All these judgmental things were going through my teenage brain, and um, we were sort of driving, you know, only sort of 10 minutes from from our house, and we rocked up at this park, and um, I was definitely sort of hiding in my mum's shadow, and um, this big voice yelled out from the park, Claire, um, and it was sort of this, this old man with, with grey hair and a black jacket on, um, and mum said, Harry, how, how are you doing? And um, this big man sort of looked over my mum's shoulder, and he said, you must be Nick, uh, and I was absolutely terrified, uh, and I said, I, I am Nick, who are, who are you? Uh, and he said, I'm Harry, it's a, a real privilege to meet you, and uh, Mum and Harry had, had got to know each other through going to that food van and unfortunately mm-hmm. that Harry was sleeping on a, a park bench in, in Brisbane and, and Harry had been um, an orphan growing up and, and moved up from Victoria and found himself in a situation where he was disconnected and isolated from the community. So um, very thankful and, and, and um, I guess appreciative that um, that morning um, opened my eyes to something that I had overlooked or wasn't aware of, of a massive problem in Australia and uh, tonight in Australia, 116,000 people are, are homeless. Uh, per capita, it's one in 200 people. So that curiosity went through high school and definitely um, selfishly enjoyed going out on that food van as a part of school um, and giving back to a community. And leaving school, there was this void of saying, well, how can something that I enjoyed um, so much in going out and helping people, um, how, how could we come up with a way of doing it? And Lucas and I met at the same school and, and we'd sort of tic-tacked ideas back and forward and we sort of stumbled on this idea of a, a mobile laundry and um, sort of the stars aligned where we were both sort of, I took a couple of weeks off work, Lucas was on uni holidays and um, we convinced a company uh, to give us some washing machines and, and um, we owned an old van which we ran a different company through and, um, you know, a few weekends of getting this, this van to work, we had um, our first ever van, Sudsy, uh, which was ready to hit the streets and wash and dry clothes for free. Awesome. How did you convince the company to give you washing machines? You just guys at uni do all working, doing your own thing. You got this massive dream, this idea. How did you convince a company who didn't know you, whatever, to actually go? Yeah, okay, we'll do that. We'll give you our washing machines. How'd that happen? It was it was definitely difficult. I think the first thing we knew is we needed serious washing machines, so we jumped onto Google and typed in serious washing machines, and a, <laughs> a company here in Brisbane by the name of Richard J Laundry came up. So. We, you know, sent them an email and we were talking to their sales team about, you know, kilos per minute of washing and all these complex questions. And, um, you know, they were talking about leasing the machines and if we broke them and payback schemes. And we were paying for this whole thing ourselves at that point of time and all that was pretty daunting. So we sort of threw one final shot to say, hey, can we um, speak to to someone higher up? And um, luckily enough, got to speak to Carol and their CEO and um, sort of um, told Carol and our, our dream and sort of, um, she said uh, two two things that morning. She said that washing machines will never work in the back of a van and you'll never get anyone to wash and dry their clothes in a park. Um, the crazy thing was, though, that she sort of um, believed in, in our purpose and said, mm. you know, here are, um, we'll get four machines, two washers and two dryers on their way and, and you can have them. And a couple yeah. of weeks later, um, we're driving our van out to uh, to pick up those machines. So even though she thought the concept won't work, she still believed in your vision, in your mission, and because of that belief in, in what you wanted to achieve, she gave you the washing machines anyway. Yeah. And that's how it all started. Absolutely. Fantastic. So a bit of a sidetrack here then. How did you sell her on the idea? How did that, because again, she, she didn't believe in the concept, but there was something about the way, it must have been the way you said it, whatever. How did you sell her on that? Yeah, I think we, we talk about um, a lot about inviting her to participate in our dream and it absolutely was a dream back then. We had no track record of um, maintenance, building, uh, raising money, insurance. Um, we had no brand. We had nothing. Um, so it was very much uh, showing her that this is something that we were passionate about and, mm. and showing her that we weren't afraid to, to overcome those challenges. And I think that very much so we... Um, didn't have the answers that morning, but we weren't afraid to, to say that. And I think that having that confidence in both her and us in saying that we we want to give this a go and, and potentially you think it's not going to work, other people don't think it's going to work, but if we don't try, we won't won't find out and, um, you know, we don't want you to stop us giving it a crack. So yeah. um, you didn't. Good on you. 
That's awesome. So then, okay, so then you and Lucas had the idea. Um, as I said before, people have ideas. People, I've, I've had mates and we've chatted about potential business ideas and that type of thing, but they haven't happened. Um, and you know, even when I was, I was working in the school for about six years and as part of that, we took students to uh, Rosie's Friends on the Street um, for an outreach van as well. And a lot of the students uh, were really passionate about that work and the difference that they were making and, and, and so on. And again, sometimes it, it's a passion and sometimes there's ideas that come with it. Oh, we could do this. We could make this happen. But people kind of stop there. Was there someone who um, gave you the belief, the internal belief that you can actually make a difference? Where, where did that audacity come from? Um, I think it came from, from lots of different things. So I think for me um, personally, like the biggest gift my parents have ever given me is the um, ability to be curious and give things a go. And I think that we had a, or I had a, a track record of, um, you know, giving things a crack and whether they worked or didn't work or, um, you know, could have been improved. I think that that gave me the confidence in saying, well, trying new things isn't as scary or as difficult as it could be. And I think that then um, alongside that was that, um, we want to help people and, and those two things um, and probably Luke's and I both like solving problems. So we sort of just found the, the best of both worlds and this was definitely a, a passion project. It wasn't something that we were doing for school or it wasn't something we were doing as a job. This is something that we're doing in our own time to, to help people and I think that um, very much when we started our, our, our finish line, our, our, our pillar of success was to have a van that washed and dried clothes and um, you know, we, we built that van. Um, we, we took the machines back to garage, sort of chopped the van apart and you know, worked out how to build it. And we drove the van down for the very first morning alongside our school's food van. And, um, you know, Lucas was in charge of setting up the, the van and I was in charge of finding someone to do some washing. And I can remember um, waking this guy up uh, by the name of Jordan and I sort of said, hey, man, I know this sounds pretty crazy, but there's that orange van over there. It's got some washing machines and dryers in it. We can do you have any clothes we can wash and dry this morning? And I think he thought I was a little bit crazy, but he's like, give me a few minutes. So, you know, Lucas was setting up the van and Jordan came over and we chucked his clothes in the washing machine um, and we all heard this massive bang. Um, like, doesn't sound too good. And, um, you know, we called up Richard Jay and um, Dan, this technician who only a few weeks later earlier said that um, this is never going to work and I'm going to be the guy that has to fix it. Uh, we said to Dan, you know, there's it's a CE on the screen. What's that mean? He said that means critical error. You've broken both the washing machines. So um, that was definitely a, a scary point for us. But, um, you know, Richard J believed in us and, and we went back the next day and got some new machines. And the next morning um, we rocked up and, and Jordan was waiting for us again. And um, we had been added to that long list of people in Jordan's life that had let him down. And, and I think that Lucas and I were determined not to be on that list and, um, you know, put the, the washing in the, in the machines again um, and a massive bang uh, and it was CE again. And um, it was that, that morning that we realised that we were, we were on to something and this was something that, that had to work. And um, we sort of went back to the drawing board, made some changes, convinced Carolyn to give us uh, another lot of expensive washing machines. Um, and for the third morning in a row, uh, we were alongside our school's food van, but most importantly, Jordan was there and um, Chuck Jordan's uh, washing in the machine, um, pressed the buttons and it started perfectly. Um, and that morning was a massive realisation for us because it was like, what do we do now? It was all along, it was that we just need this silly van, Sudsy, just to have washing machines and dryers in it for it to work. That was success. You know, no leaks, power worked, machines went through. We had nice, mm. clean, clean clothes. Um, but it wasn't. It was about the time that it took for the washing uh took for, uh, well, what do we do now? And it was simple. We just had a, had a chat to Jordan and uh, that chat with Jordan Jeff definitely changed Lucas and I's life. Um, Jordan went to school just up the road from us. He studied mechanical engineering at uni, the same degree that Lucas was studying, um, had some really great jobs and one or two or three things went wrong in his life and he found himself um, using our service. And I know for, for Lucas it was someone on the same trajectory as him uh, being in a situation where um, he was, was disconnected from the community. And I know that that morning and the weeks after that, um, very much that, that finish line changed to not be anything about washing and drying clothes. It was about sitting down and having a chat. And um, our mission is to, to positively connect communities. And how we do that 
um, is most importantly through conversations and a byproduct uh, yeah. being the washing and showers. Nice one. So in a way, your why, your personal drive, that mission has changed a bit. Uh, absolutely. It, it went from um, spending time uh, with people who um, are experiencing states of homelessness through to, uh, you know, the, the, it started with the differences you can make there in the conversations through to, okay, let's start washing people's clothes to provide them with dignity and, and as well. And then it went through to actually Jordan. We need to be someone Jordan can rely on. Um, from that to, okay, now what do we do when the washing's on? So, okay, let's have conversations. So kind of your why, your mission, would it be fair to say has changed a lot over that time? Absolutely. I think that um, forever the why will, will change. I think our mission will be consistent consistent in, in around um, positively connecting people. But, um, you know, I think that for very for a very long period of time, you know, the why we were doing this was to help people like Jordan uh, through um, his community. But that was, you know, when we had one van, then we had our first van outside of Brisbane, and that van was in Melbourne. And, mm. you know, once again, all those feelings of um, uncertainty and, and intimidation and how we're going to make this happen in Melbourne. And, um, then our why very much came through, um, well, Orange Sky's far from Nick and Lucas. It's about volunteers. And um, as, as of today, we've got about 1,300 volunteers out wow. each week. Um, and, you know, out on shift in Melbourne about two weeks ago, a, a volunteer by the name of Helen has been one of our um, – or was one of our first volunteers in Melbourne. And, um, you know, Helen volunteered for Orange Sky. Um, she talks about in a way to help herself and – um, her husband um, started or had uh, onset of dementia and had to go into care and she found herself um, lonely of an evening um, in Victoria by herself and she said, well, I want to get out there in the community and I want to help people so I'm not sitting at home alone. So um, she heard about Orange Sky and, and registered to volunteer and um, you know went out and started conversing with people um, and she talks about how she feels somewhat guilty that um, Orange Sky, uh, or she's been helped more than she thinks she's helped people. So, you know, that why in, in, in volunteers like Helen um, delivering it and then also um, like our donors and, and incredible stories of, of our 27 vans in operation. Unfortunately, mm. now Orange Sky is an expensive organisation to run and we couldn't help people like Jordan or help people like um, Helen without people's generosity and you know, seeing schools have cupcake days or seeing, um, you know, people in suits around boardrooms cutting uh, their frustrations and their days um, and reminding themselves that they are in a position where they can help. Um, and, and, you know, all of those three things are why, why we do it. Such a deep reason. Those three different levels. You, you're helping people who are experiencing states of homelessness uh, you're helping volunteers, people who want to make a difference, people who want to feel more valuable and, and empowered themselves through contributing. Um, you know, one of the greatest forms of, or one of the greatest ways to increase your happiness is to contribute back to society, and and to have personal growth. So you're providing that for people as well, and likewise with your donors, yeah, so that they can help grow something else that's bigger than them. Um, so well done. Well done. And so the reach is far wider than the people whose clothes you're washing. Obviously, it's thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, and, and that's been something that, like, once again, if we look at day one, um, that was something that was completely overlooked. And um, I sort of try and explain Orange Sky as, as this tree in a sense of, you know, on day one with Jordan, we, we planted a seed and it was this little seedling. And now um, Orange Sky yeah, has those 27 vans, 1,300 volunteers. Um, our vans wash and dry, um, 8.5 tonne of washing a week, facilitate um, about 100 safe hot showers. Um, Orange Sky Dates washed and dried over um, 750,000 kilos of free laundry. But wow. um, the cool thing is is that every week um, on Orange Chairs, sort of 1,200 hours of conversation take place. And without those three touchstones of our, our volunteers, our friends and our donors, they couldn't exist. But looking at it now and saying how we started it or how we got to, to that um, I think it's it's quite easy to be overwhelmed with, mm. with that. But the reason why we've got to where we are today is not been because of Lucas and I, it's been because of people being empowered to, to help us through um, those touchstones. Sure. And so would, do you think Jordan knows how crucial he is to the story of Orange Sky Laundry? Um, I'm, I'm not too sure. Unfortunately, I'm not, not in contact with Jordan, so I wouldn't know. But I think that um, the reason why everyone comes to – um, 
uh, an orange van is for this mutual understanding of connection and um, you know what our volunteers are, are not looking out for is affirmation and what our friends aren't looking for you know they're looking for a safe space where they can, can have a chat and I think there's this this transactional um, or this mutual um, understanding of, of what happens and you know our service is free but I think that um, that is is something that's financially free but a lot of people uh, one of the biggest privileges in my life has been getting someone's only possessions and them trusting me to wash and dry them um, but furthermore them trusting me of knowing that they can't go anywhere for an hour and providing a place that um, is non-judgmental, that um, I'm not trying to preach anything or teach anything or fix anything, um, and I probably should be as much of an active listener in that environment. Um, that That is something that, that you can't put a value on, um, but it's also this mutual understanding of um, we, we are all there to, to help each other. And um, like with, with Helen, I know that the friends that I've been out there to help have helped me more um, some nights and I've helped them uh, or our donors who potentially were just putting money into our bank account. Um, they've been helped by knowing that they've seen one of our vans drive past their school um, and they've supported that. Um, I think that, that there is a yeah, it's really cool uh, ecosystem there. Nice. And you keep coming back to the importance of conversation. A relationship is so important to health and well-being. Uh, and again, it's interesting that what started off to be about washing clothes is, as you said, that's a byproduct. It's really about conversation. What makes conversation so important? There's probably a, a clinical um, research out there for, for what it is clinically, but mm. I think it's around um, connection. And I, I think that um, loneliness and isolation, unfortunately, is a lot of um, a consistent theme we see in the people we help. And you know, a big part of what Orange Sky's out there to do is break down stereotypes and you know, there is a lot of unfortunate stereotypes around homelessness or people uh, experiencing homelessness being um, alcoholics or drug addicts or in gutters or dirty. Um, but that's a very small percentage of the people that we help. And, mm. you know, people living in cars, people living in overcrowding, people uh, who are holding jobs together but sleeping in their car, um, mothers, fathers, uh, uni students, uh, there's a whole broad range. And I think that what the consistency is that we sometimes see is this disconnection or isolation uh, that they experience. And the really great thing is our, our CEO talks about it so well is that like just like every garment that goes into everyone's washing machines is different. Um, all of our clothes are different shapes and sizes, they're different fabrics, they're um, different um, colours. Um, they all, uh, all of our clothes have their own unique imperfections. Um, mm. And just as us as humans, we're, um, all different shapes and sizes, different colours, um, different uh, textures, but um, we too as humans have our own imperfections. And when we acknowledge that and we acknowledge that we're all the same, uh, we're all made of the same stuff but we're all a little bit different, uh, through a conversation I think is where our mission is, is delivered the best. That's powerful. Nick, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so when you first started, you and Lucas first started, the dream was one van two washing machines, two dryers, yeah? And you probably had your dreams for where you wanted to go career-wise and, yeah, you probably had that plan all worked out. Did you ever imagine that what started out as one van would turn out to be what it is today? Uh, absolutely not. And I think that if that was a good thing or a bad thing, I'm, I'm not too sure. And something that I know is, is something that I've never been good at is making concrete plans and being very reactive. And I think that, um, you know, we built this van, we bunged it together and um, I was sort of working in what I thought was my dream job at the time and very quickly found that that dream job of mine was sort of being a burden to wanting to just take this van around every day and, and help people and I think that being um, open to, to change is something that um, Lucas and I were able to do and you know Lucas putting uni on hold and me putting my, my job on hold and, and volunteering for a couple of years to, to start Orange Sky and get it to where it is today but also the change of saying well we're not going to you know, I used to always talk about when we started Orange Sky, we're going to have 10 vans. It was just, 10, it was just the number 10 and everyone thought we were dreaming. But um, yeah, now having 27 and continuing mm. to grow. Um, but also that change not being around an asset number. And you know, this financial year, we're only adding a couple of vans to our fleet, but we're doubling our impact through utilising our assets more effectively and, and doubling our volunteer numbers through running more shifts. So um, I think change will always be something that, is um, needed in, in any organisation specifically 
orange sky, but I think the reason why we've been able to succeed is coming back to our mission and our values and making sure that we're present. You've spoken about people who doubted whether it would work. And even just now, you just said you had the dream of 10 and people doubted whether you get 10 and now you got 27. What do you do? Like, in, Did you have those moments of doubt? You said earlier that your parents inspired you and instilled in you that ability just to give it a go and try and see what happens. Like, do you have moments of doubt in terms of, you know, the imposter syndrome, like why me, why am I doing this, do I have what it takes? Do you have those moments? Uh, absolutely, and I think whether that's personally or as an organisation or as a shift, um, I think that all those things um, come into play. And I think the lucky thing we've got um, is that uh, we, we talk about um, one of our Orange Sky person characteristics is believing in what we do and that being mm-hmm. the, the fuel that we put into our vehicles. And I think that there will never be a, a shortage of um, inspiration or encouragement or understanding about why we do what we do. And I think that that's why we've been able to, to go to where we are. But um, doubt is, is definitely going to be something that um, is going to be faced multiple times a week or a day or a year in our organisation. I think it's just balancing that um, with with reality and um, as an organisation overly ambitious and that comes with its challenges and you know, unfortunately we've um, we've lost volunteers or we've lost staff members purely because we probably have been too am- ambitious and making sure that we're keeping a compass on what does that look like you know I don't think we will ever be apologetic for wanting to do the best by our volunteers friends and donors what is too much and and what is you know um, putting rocket fuel into a, a little motorbike and, and, mm. and lighting it on fire. I think that that will always be a, a challenge for me and, and where that doubt comes back to is saying, well, we do have a track record, but when is the day that, you know, enough's enough? And um, you, know, you, you asked me earlier, what's what's one question that, you know, I, I don't like? And it, it happened uh, for, a, for a period of time where everyone would say, well, what's next? What's next? And I used to take that internally as like, aren't we doing enough? Like I think yeah, back then we yeah. had like, 20 vans and we had hundreds of volunteers. It's like, what's next? Well, I don't know. How about you go do something? Like it was, <laughs> I was getting quite a, a yeah. little bit um, okay. agitated by that. But reflecting on that a lot, it was that as an organisation, we portray that we're constantly coming up with new ideas and growing and, and finding new ways. And whether that be from our laundry vans to our shower vans to our hybrid vans to our um, remote projects or our technology or all those streams, we do set this example that we are continually raising the bar and I think that now looking at it you know there is a huge opportunity for Orange Sky to operate globally have a massive impact on society but I think as well reminding ourselves that what next could be just keeping exactly what we do now and for that to always go ahead um, that's already having a massive impact and um, yeah making sure that we're, we're conscious of that. Awesome and so from going from that dream to being a world first in what you do um, you've experienced Many ups and downs, I can imagine. You've, as you say, you've experienced the doubts. You've experienced the, the highlights, those moments of great achievement. What would you say to someone who's listening right now who has a dream, who has a vision, who feels incredibly passionate about making a difference but has that doubt or doesn't know where to start? What would you say to them? You know, as cliched as it says, just give it a go. And I'll, I'll give an example or, or two examples. Probably one um, is when we our second van. Uh, we, we had a, a, a lady send us a message uh, via email saying, is Orange Sky a registered charity? If it is, let me know. And we just got our registration that week and we said, we are, it'd be great to catch up, come out on a van. And uh, this lady rocked up and we had a great shift down the van. And um, this, this lady said, uh, uh, how much does it cost for a van with a, a generator and water tanks? Because Sudsy was a, a professional water thief, so we had this really long hose that we'd steal water <laughs> from someone and we'd, you know, plug into a massive generator. And we spoke to her that morning about having a van with everything. And once again, that item, uh, that uh, that pillar of doubt, like we've never built one of these vans with generator. Thing. I don't know how much it costs, mm. but being ambitious and saying, oh, probably a hundred grand. And um, that that lady um, pulled out a checkbook and, and wrote a check that morning uh, for that, and and once again, um, that feeling of uh, doubt, like uh, how do we build build this van? Yeah. What do we say right now? Um, but all those emotions, and um, you know, we we asked a lot of people, and they didn't know, so we just did it ourselves. And um, this week, you know, we we had a brand new vehicle arrive on on Monday. Uh, which is our biggest vehicle we've, we've ever built. It's got uh, 45 kilos of, of washing, 
three three drives generator and going to Palm Island, and mm. we have never built a vehicle like that, and we have a, a have promised a community up there that we would build this. But step by step, you know, within a week, we've had um, built a vehicle which we've never built before. Um, that's already operating. Mm. Um, that's going to go through um, all those phases and and balancing um, what we know we can do with that little bit of how can we do it better. Um, I think we're constantly raising the bar at Orange Sky, but you can't raise the bar unless you set something and get to that point. And I think that, yeah, for, for anyone that's got those ideas, I think that what we've done is we haven't set the number at 10 and tried to get to 10. We've just set it at 1 and got to 1 and then looked at 2. And, mm. um, you know, there there is definitely times where you can't be reactive and you need to have plans in place, but balancing that with I'll just pick up the drill and drill the hole. <laughs> like that, yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff. Excellent. And so starting off with a good mate of yours, Lucas, together, uh, the friendship was there and it's because of the two of you together that this got started. And I imagine that you must complement each other quite well, which is why you did it together, not one on your own. How does it, how's it gone working with a good mate over all this time? Um, and it might be a little bit cheeky me asking you this without Lucas in the room with us right now, but um, how's that going for the relationship? And, and like, is it is it quite complementary? Does it work really well? Um, how, how's that all worked out over the years? Yeah, it's, it's worked out really well. And I, I still think that, you know, one of the privileges of starting Orange Sky is being able to, to work with Lucas and growing it to where it has become today. And I think that, you know, those memories of growing the first van out of um, Brisbane and building the first van and, you know, our first employee and moving offices and, um, you know, lucky enough to receive some really great awards and the feelings of um, seeing our volunteers being proud of the service, sharing that um, with someone has, has mm. been a remarkable opportunity. And I think that, you know, the challenges, like that hasn't come with its, its challenges, um, I think, from um, time together, managing fatigue, managing um, ideas and emotions. I think that we've been able to complement those skills. And I think the reason why Lucas and I have been able to work well together is that we are very different in a sense of um, the way that we um, approach things and our um, intellect and our passions, but some consistencies on both being curious, both like solving problems, uh, both probably being a little bit ambitious. I think that those things have kept us through and that alignment to that why. Um, mm. I think in the in the future, it's a really interesting time for us at Orange Sky and looking at what does that look like in the future. And, and I always talk about I started Orange Sky to help people. I didn't start Orange Sky to be a job. Um, and managing um, what um, is that level of, of um, enough's enough and you know I hope that always I can be a part of Orange Sky but knowing where I fit into that equation and where Lucas fits into that equation I think is very important and you know, Orange Sky is a massive organisation now we've got some massive risks we've got a lot of people's lives in our hands and, and us sort of parking that you know we're the right people to start it but we're not the right people to run it in certain areas has been a really interesting part to play out and what that looks like in you know growing into new in Australia, growing into New Zealand, growing into America, I think being conscious of um, how we do that best mm. is really exciting. Knowing that you're the right people to start it, but not to continue running it. How, what was that moment like? Knowing that as the founders, like it's absolutely you two the right ones for that. Um, the story, the passion and the vision, absolutely. But then to have that self-awareness to go, maybe we're not the ones to run this. What was it like handing that control over? Um, I don't know if it's been handed over completely and I think that some of it's been very easy and some of it's definitely come with its challenges and mm. um, got glue on my hands and wearing steel caps to say because I'm still building vehicles and I think that it's knowing, I think being conscious of that but also taking feedback on board and something I know that I can get better at is, um, you know, empowering people to do jobs that, that we can then focus our energies on, on other things and um, you know, some of the most rewarding times that, that I've had at, at Orange Sky is bringing people on who have raised the bar far greater than I could ever do. And um, we've seen that we've got now 32 incredible staff here at Orange Sky and those 1,300 volunteers. And when Lucas and I were rolling out vans and when we were volunteering, it was an absolute debacle. Um, so, you know, it's it's come a long way. But where can we have the best impact in the future? I think we aren't sure and I think that that certainty is that we know that we want to be involved with this and we know there's a lot of opportunity for us to help, but refining that um, and being clear with that I think is really important. Nice one. Um, actually, since I asked you about other challenging moments, you know, sharing the journey with Lucas, because um, he will hopefully be listening to this again uh, as well, 
what's been the biggest strength that he's brought? Like, are you, if you were to thank him about something in terms of the help, the vision, or what he's done in terms of this partnership, the two of you, what would be the one thing that, that you'd want to give him a pat on the back for? Yeah, I'm never good with, with one things, but I think um, per- perseverance and being present, I think, are, are two characteristics that we've both had um, side by side. And I think that um, being present to each other in, in times of challenge or times of excitement or in whatever that emotion is, um, I think the really cool, one of my favourite quotes is that happiness is only real when shared. And I think mm. that we've been able to share a lot of happy uh, situations, a lot of um, sad situations, a lot of whatever um, together and, and having someone uh, to share that with has been been really cool. So I think that presence and then I think that um, perseverance or persistence in the sense of um, being able to continually challenge ourselves for um, certain things and, and being uh, a combination of those is that um, we've had to stick by certain things or push each other on, on diff- different things. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of friendly banter there. There's a lot of in-jokes. There's a lot of those sorts of things that have got us through a lot of difficult situations. Uh, what would be your proudest moment? Yeah, it's a, a tough one. I, I think that every day there's things to be proud of. And, um, you know, we, we took a photo late last night of building that, that vehicle, which we built in a week, and it's our, our biggest vehicle. And, and that's something, you know, the teamwork that's gone into that, that's, you know, six people building a vehicle instead of, you know, one person. Wow. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud of um, the, the 27 vans that will go out today. Um, you know, looking earlier this week, our volunteers clicked the most amount of washing we've ever done in a week this week. So really? Congratulations. There's, there's lots, I think, to be to be proud about, but I think it's coming back to that there are people that believe in us and um, coming back to that I'm proud that there is a community of people, friends out there that trust us with their possessions. I'm proud of our volunteers in on a Friday night taking our vans out tonight and, and helping people. Um, and I'm proud of our donors saying, you know, this is something that I've worked hard for this money and I want to give it to, to Orange Sky. I think that um, whether they be as, as big as a massive donation, like I, I mentioned earlier, or um, as, as small as one load of washing or, or a, um, whatever that may be, I think there's, um, coming back to, there's a lot to be proud of. And I think that that's why um, it, it's that fuel to, to keep mm. us going. And how have you gone going from private life to public life in terms of, um, I remember there was a cyclone up north and you guys took the van up there and I saw you on Sunrise or one of the morning TV shows, maybe all of them. Uh, you also, you and Lucas won the Young Australian of the Year Award in 2016. What's it like in that transition moment going from you're just two guys doing your thing to now the country know about you? Yeah, I think it's it's going to be forever changing. I think that um, it's definitely come with its its um, great moments and, and challenging moments. I think that uh, specifically the, the Young Australian of the Year Award um, gave um, Orange Sky credibility anchor, but it also gave us a platform to to grow. And you know, we started that year with um, I think three three vans or seven vans, and we finished with fifteen. So it really put jet fuel into our organisation and, and gave us credibility of people knowing about us and, and um, being um, inspired to support us. Um, I think the, there's always, I think, a, a challenge that will be present is how we balance, um, you know, boundaries or, or what do boundaries look like. I know it's something that um, I've definitely done wrong or stra- challenged in the past is that for a long period of time and still now Orange Sky is my life and knowing that that comes with sacrifices, um, whether that be in... Um, time with friends or time with family or, you know, ability to do other things. Um, I think everything in life comes with, with those sacrifices, mm. but knowing and being present to that. And I know that some of the challenges has been that taking people on that journey, which is it, it's okay that we all have different passions um, and mm-hmm. where do those boundaries look at. And I know that um, that's, yeah, that's definitely come in. Um, it's my ability in the age that I am now and the um, – obligations I have to say family or friends or to mortgages or whatever that may be the time of my life right now I can dedicate a large percentage of it to Orange Sky and be happy with that whereas some of our staff or some of our volunteers that percentage might be different and that doesn't mean that they're here for a different reason or they don't believe in it it's purely that that prioritization of time can be different but um definitely so much to improve what's the best way have you found to share those stories and the vision internally and externally? 
I think externally the best has been through conversation and it's something that our organisation is based on is, is having good conversation. And um, I think that what we have done is that we've conversed and engaged with people and brought them on uh, a journey of, of saying this is what we do and this is why we do it. And now those conversations are organic and somewhat out of control in the sense that they, they happen. I think that something that we can definitely get better at is internally those conversations about the trajectory we're, we're on in the last 12 months in particular, we've really been able to say, well, what is our vision and what is our um, our focus internally and how are we going to grow that and how do we inspire people around the world? And, you know, we've got remarkable data and um, uh, ambitious targets that we're trying to set. And if there's Nick and Lucas or the team here in Brisbane holding the keys to that, I don't think we're doing a good job in empowering people. And you know, sharing to the world that we're coming to New Zealand and we need your help. We're not going to be able to do this ourselves. Or America, we're coming next year and we need your help. Um, I think that um, that vision um, we've been lucky that through conversation, people have been able to get buy-in to that and yeah. alignment to, to what we we do. Awesome for our US listeners right now. Keep your eyes out for Orange Sky Laundry. They'll be there soon. I have what I call a rocking chair test which is when I'm old and grey, sitting on my porch. I don't have the porch yet, but on the rocking chair, which I don't have yet either. But when I'm old and grey, sitting on my porch, on the rocking chair, next to my wife, at the end of our days, when I look back over my life, um, my test is all about what are the, what's the one thing that's going to make me the proudest? And that helps me determine my vision and my goals and the decisions that I make and the way I move forward. So... I know you said before the question you don't like is what's next, okay? But in terms of at the end of your days looking back, what would be the one thing that you've either created so far or that you're dreaming of creating the magic for you in the future? What would be the one thing that would make you the proudest at the end of your time? Yeah, I don't want to say that I've already done it, but I think it's around providing or making an environment or a formula or a platform where people can connect and that being positive. And I think that... Um, like I'm remarkably proud of, of Orange Sky and where it is today. And, you know, like I was saying earlier, if that's if that's if that's in every country around the world or we're washing every minute of the day, um, I think that that probably just, just changes the, the perspective of, of that, that proud moment. But I think that, um, yeah, as, as of now, I know that I'm, I'm remarkably proud of, of Orange Sky and what we've been able to grow it to. And I think that um, something that I'm bad at is, you know, if you asked me four years ago, what I'd be doing, it definitely wouldn't have been orange sky. So I think being open to, you know, what Steve Jobs always looks about, looks back on is connecting, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's very easy for me to say right now, this is what we did with orange sky and this is how we got there. But there was no way that I saw it getting to, to where it is now. And I think that there is going to be some clarity moving forward. But, you know, I, I hope whenever that, that day is on the, the rocking chair that I can look back and multiple, um, Things and stories made me made me proud for it. I need to get a rocking chair. To <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, one thing I've noticed you, you've been saying, and maybe you've been a little bit hard on yourself, I know, but you've been saying one thing I'm bad at, another thing I'm bad at. Um, that shows to me that you've got, again, maybe you've been a little bit harsh on yourself, but maybe there's a great sense of self-awareness in terms of what are your strengths and what which areas aren't your specialty. Um, has that really helped you in terms of, again, knowing your strengths and knowing what to hand off? Has that helped? Yeah, I think so. It's probably um, timely in a sense of just different levels of excitement or fatigue and, and those sorts of things. And, you know, something that I think it's always been conscious of is that it's very easy to let emotions change your perspective on certain things. And, you know, something that I've been really um, focusing on for a long period of time now, so quite recently now, is um, identifying what those emotions are and um, making sure I'm being present to, to those emotions. And I think that the time of the life that I'm in now is that definitely there's a lot of room for improvement. And I think that that's something that I really enjoy is improving on certain things. And mm. I think acknowledging things that I can be better at. And, um, you know, I know that if I was, I'm not going to be content in my life if I'm perfect at everything, because I know I'm not going to be anywhere near that, but knowing what are the things that I can focus on immediately to fix. And um, I'm very much in the present uh, for that. And then um, need to get better at looking at what in the future I do and you know those, those things are going to be forever forever changing whether that be through you know family or future careers or whatever that may be orange sky globally um, those things are, I'm very much at the moment in the present and 
I think at some point in time the future is really important for, for me personally. That I think that um, you know, as a as a leader in this organization, I do need to set um, clarity on what the future looks mm. like and how we're gonna get there. And I think that our leadership team at Orange Sky has done a great job in translating that. But I know um, personally I can be um, very much in the present, absolutely excited by something, and that'll affect every decision that I make, uh, whether that be in a positive or a negative environment or same with um, being overwhelmed or frustrated with something and bringing that into a lot of um, situations. And my mum gave me this great feedback from something that she read once about this mentality of moving from uh, meeting to meeting or project to project or day to day uh, through this idea of opening and closing doors. And I know that for a long period of time I was going into a new environment uh, maybe every hour and opening lots of doors but not not each door was closed after each interaction and I know mm-hmm. that um, you know there was some some meetings at three o'clock in a day that I'd had 10 leading up to that meeting and they were all great and someone was going wanting to have a not great meeting and I was just bringing too much positivity into that situation or vice versa and I think that being present to closing that off and respecting the the present in a very micro sense is so how do you do that? How do you close that door? Um, I, I, I think it's, there's no tried and proven formula. I, I think that I could get better at it, but I think it's around um, acknowledging those feelings and I think that giving that time to, to press pause and I think mind, mindfulness, whatever that means to different people, is, is important. And you know, It's funny, these big words around like entrepreneurship or mindfulness or whatever, I can't even spell them. So um, <laughs> reading, reading books and listening, or rather listening to books about them is sometimes half it doesn't even register in my brain. It's like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. It's like uh, take five deep breaths and then the next day I'm going to be doing five deep breaths and then the new shiny thing comes on and, mm, you know, mm. I've already moved on to it. But I think it's just acknowledgement of those those feelings and, and trying to, um, yeah, definitely be present to those at, at the period of time and, um, yes, moving away from that. And I think that, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's very interesting how little changes to those can, can change how people perceive or interact with it and you know phones and devices are the best way to distract us and take our minds away from something in that moment but very quickly not only are you moving yourself away from it but the people in that meeting are seeing you not engaged um and even little things like that like i know that i used to when i was bored quick click off very quickly and there's no point being in that meeting might as well just get up and leave sort of thing yeah, yeah. So um, with so much excitement happening and expanding overseas and, and you said before you hit the biggest um, amount of washing done in a week just this week. So there must be a lot to keep you excited. So being present in the moment um, must be really important, as you're saying. Uh, if our listeners would like to connect with you or volunteer or donate, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yes, we just launched our, our new website, which uh, Lucas led, which is absolutely incredible. So orangesky.org.au. Um, you can register to volunteer. You can find where our service operates. You can see in real time how many loads of washing or machines around the country or you can find out about Orange Sky. And, um, you know, it costs us $6 to wash and dry someone's clothes, uh, but it costs nothing to, to volunteer or tell someone about Orange Sky. And um, definitely coming back to what we spoke about earlier, the um, main reason for our success is people uh, believing in what we're doing and, and having conversations about that. Mm. Thank you. So we'll have the, your website details on our, in our show notes as well. Um, one thing I, I suppose I really should ask as well, Orange Sky, where does that come from? Yeah, so it's one of our most common questions and it's a song by a, a British singer-songwriter called Alexi Murdoch and mm-hmm. um, the song being called Orange Sky um, talks about your helping your brothers and sisters and everyone being underneath an orange sky. And um, when we started Orange Sky, we were um, very clear that we didn't want it to be religiously or politically associated and um, we really liked the name, we really liked the, the song, we really liked the colour. We chucked it on our first van and we haven't been sued, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed as you move forward. That's it. Fantastic. Uh, so, Nick, uh, being the Do Love Better podcast, one of the questions I do like to ask all of our guests, particularly because of the different backgrounds and wisdom and experiences, one thing I like to ask is what does Do Life Better mean to them? So, Nick, for you, what's Do Life Better mean? I think it's giving it a go and, um, you know, I, I think that that do word is, is very important in a sense of I think um, I know I'm someone that does a lot of talking, gets a lot of excitement from bouncing ideas or, you know, sharing ideas and sharing stories. But I think very easily we can go into a, a not doing and, and phase of, of our lives and I think picking up the tools or picking up the 
keyboard or picking up the book or a paintbrush or whatever it may be and actually doing it or going and having that conversation with someone. It's very easy to say, well, I want to help people um, and leave it at that. Uh, but actually registering to volunteer online, going and picking up rubbish, going and washing a dog, um, all those things, um, you have to do it. Thank you. And our challenge for the week, as you know, we finish off each episode with a challenge. One thing that our listeners can focus on this week to help them do their life even better. What would your challenge be? I think it's coming back to what I was talking about with my parents and these curiosity and, um, you know, maybe it's something that just building this new band this week, you know, I always like to be curious and I think that that's something that we have all the tools um, now in, in life to be able to do that at our fingertips and whether being curious about how exhaust systems work on a vehicle or being curious about what does, uh, you know, the power systems look like in a US vehicle or whatever that may be for, for certain people, I think that it is very cool to, to be curious and I think that we challenge ourselves to learn a new thing or to become more informed on something. Um, I think more informed people make more informed decisions. And um, when you combine those two things, something has to, something great has to come from those. Nice one. Thank you. And Nick, thank you for your time. Thanks for being on the Do Life Better podcast today. And just meeting with you now, as I said before, I have been inspired about the story of Orange Sky Laundry and what you and Lucas have achieved over the years. And sitting with you now, I'm inspired more, you know, like you've, your hands are dirty from working on the machines um, while being the founder or one of the founders for Orange Sky Laundry. So to be someone who is all about the vision and the mission and yet still also very humble, very modest um, on the ground level, getting your hands literally dirty, doing the, the daily grind, the daily tasks, I find quite inspiring. Um, and thank you for the difference that, that you're making um, on, in those three different areas, the friends, the donors and the volunteers, the thousands of people out there who are able to be part of this movement, really. It's really a movement for good. Um, thank you for enabling them to be empowered and to be enabled to um, feel more valuable, um, to increase their own dignity and their own worth and to be able to contribute. So, Nick, thank you. And, and Lucas also, who can't be with us today, that's okay, but for the both of you, thank you very much for the difference that you're making out in the community uh, and also for inspiration that you're giving to lots of people in terms of the difference they can make. So, Nick, thank you. So there we go, my friends. I hope you really did enjoy and find a lot of value in this chat with Nick today. And please do remember his challenge, which is to increase your curiosity this week. And challenge yourself to learn something new or become more informed on something. Again, if you did enjoy this, please make sure you do share it out with friends and family who you know will also enjoy it. If you haven't yet, tag us in there at Orange Sky AU and at Dave Jorner and at Do Love Better Podcast so that we can connect with you as well. Please make sure you hit subscribe. That way you don't miss out on any upcoming episode. Again, thank you very much for spending time with us today. I can't wait. Till next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think will benefit from these messages. And now it's time to get out there and do life better.